Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network as we kick off season four of the award-winning show. I am Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds and Wes, like we always do, we kick off the Long Shot season in beautiful La Jolla, California at one of the world's classic golf courses, that being Torrey Pines. But before we jump into this week's preview, let's look back for a moment at what we saw last week in La Quinta, California at the American Express. And unfortunately, the streak came to an end for the Long Shots crew. Of course, we had winners in Hawaii with Cameron Smith and Hideki Matsuyama. And while we came close in the California desert, you had Tom Hoagie. I had uh, Sun J.M. and Matt Humans had Seamus Power. But it was Hudson Swafford who got there in the end winning the American Express for the second time in his career. Yeah, that's now three career uh, wins for Hudson Swafford, twice here in Palm Springs. Uh, 250 to one is where I saw him highest. And you did mention we swept the, we got the Aloha Slam out in Hawaii to start the 2022 season. Came to an end though. Tom Hoagie, who I had 125 to one, finished outright second, 21 under par. Swafford now moves up to number 61 in the OWGR. Hoagie right behind him at 64. So uh, Hoagie's kind of one of those guys that continue to knock on the door for a win, but Hudson Swafford, a beautiful shot to lead to an eagle at 16, pretty much put it away. Sunday, 64, that's usually going to get it done. So now he is a two-time winner of the Amex, as you mentioned, that joins exclusive company like Phil Mickelson, Johnny Miller, Billy Casper, Corey Pavin, John Cook, Bill Haas, and John Mahaffey. That's pretty good company. So uh, uh, nice long shot uh, if you got it with Hudson Swafford last week at the Amex. All right, let's turn the page and get into the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. And this is easily the best field so far of the young season. Most of the luminaries are here. And unlike the birdie fests that we have witnessed the last few weeks on tour, that will not likely be the case at this beast of a golf course that has also hosted two U.S. Open championships. And to talk more about it, 
We want to bring in our man Dan Rappaport. He's a staff writer and PGA Tour insider at Golf Digest. You can follow him on Twitter at Daniel underscore Rappaport. And we find him in his usual spot. He kicked off the season at Torrey Pines for us last year right here on Long Shots. Great to have you back, Dan. Thank you for joining us today. And we know this golf course is a big boy track. The south course measuring over 7,700 yards. You've got the coastal breezes, tough putting surfaces to negotiate with the Poana greens, penal rough bordering narrow fairways. When you try and figure this out, who might do well this week, Dan, what type of player are you pinpointing and what skill sets do you think will prove to be most important? Well, I mean, you guys are spot on in your analysis of the course. It, you can't hide from Torrey Pine South. You know, there's just no, no faking your way around here. It's a big boy golf course and it's a course where you have to really be in control of every facet of your game, which is why it's held up as a major championship venue. You need guys who, I like guys who carry it a long way, given, uh, given you know, it can get wet and with the rough as long as it is, you want someone who, if they are going to miss a fairway, it's still going to be down there far enough. Uh, you need guys who are comfortable putting on POA, uh, which is very different, and, and not with these guys, especially the ones who live in Florida, are used to. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's no real secret. It's just whoever's playing best wins, and that's why it's really produced such great leaderboards and such great champions throughout the years. Dan, the favorite this week is going to be the man that won last on this golf course, not in this event, but at the U.S. Open last summer, that being John Rahm. His first PGA Tour win was back here in 2017. And he pops on all the stat models that you need, you know, strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, strokes gained on par four, 450 to 500 yards. Uh, did have the one really bad round last week at the Amex. Uh, we're seeing him 7-1, to 8-1. to one. Too short of a price for you, or would you be willing to go ahead and take him here that he's the man to beat? I would say too short. I think it's funny. Yeah, he, he pops on all of the stats because he's the best player in the world. Best golfer in the world is going to look good on all the stats, so no surprise there. But, you know, for as good and consistent as Rom has been in the last 12 months, technically speaking, he's only won once. I know Memorial, I know he was going to win, but, you know, he, he seems to be there every single week, and, and you almost feel like spoiled for being like, you know, when is he going to start actually winning again? Because for as good and as consistent as he's been, uh, the first place finishes just haven't quite followed. Yeah, seven or eight to one. I fully expect him to be in the mix. As you mentioned, he has so much personal history here. He's the best player in the world. His game travels. He's, it's not a surprise when you see him moving up on Friday or Saturday. It feels almost inevitable at this point. But at seven or eight to one for a guy who hasn't, done that much winning over the past 12 months I think it's just a little a little too short for my liking Dan when we're trying to find a winner at a particular course we often try to find courses that show a correlation as far as who tends to have success at both places similarities in design putting surfaces etc are there any other golf courses on tour in your mind that you feel can possibly point to success at Torrey Pines you know it's a good question the easy answer is just to look at the U.S. Open last year, obviously, or to look at past, but that's the same golf. I mean, maybe, like, something where they don't go there every year, like Best Page Black comes to mind, just, like, big and hard, but the greens there are very different. And the other polo greens they play on tour, Riviera, they're, they're typically not the same kind of rough around the green. So it, it's, it's not – nothing really jumps out to mind, but it's, it's one of those big, hard golf courses that – 
you know, rough on both sides of the fairway, very penal. I think Beth Page Black, I know that they don't go there very often, so it's probably not the best answer as far as comparisons go. But that's the first one that jumps into my mind. That's just one of these big, intimidating golf courses where there's nowhere to hide. Yeah, Beth Page was actually one of the ones I used that's kind of a correlated course to the South course. So uh, spot on, I think, there, Dan. But looking at the leaderboard, if you want to, or the odds board, rather, if you want to kind of skirt the favorite being John Rahm at plus 750, right below him, Justin Thomas, new caddy, bones on the bag, 14 to 1. Are you going a little bit downward from the favorites? And who do you like, maybe, if you are at the 25? to 40 range i don't know if he's still there he was getting bet down but i, I like tony fino this week this is a, a golf course that i feel like really suits him he's played well here in the past a- anytime it's sort of a uh one of these courses and i know i've said it a lot that you can't hide from but that's sort of the best way i can describe Tory. anytime it's one of those courses where it's just a real stern test i like tony his, his ball striking just holds up everywhere um you know, I think the winning late last year at Liberty really kind of got the monkey off his back where he feels liberated, doesn't have to answer questions from, from dummies like me about when he's going to win again. <laughs> so I think Tony Tony appears to be in a really good headspace, and he's, he's playing great as, as he normally does. And I think I saw him originally at like 33 to 1, probably now closer to 25. But that's a number that for me immediately jumped out. Like I, I would be surprised if he's not – in the mix come Sunday afternoon. It just feels like a really good setup for him. What about some real long bombs, Dan? Anybody in the neighborhood of 80 to 1, 100 to 1, triple digits, what have you, a long shot that you might think be uh, is flying under the radar a little bit? Yeah, I'm going to give you guys a, a, a deep name, Sahit Sigawa. Uh, and I just asked him how to pronounce his last name. It's not Sahit. It's Sahit. Sahit? Sahit. Sahit Sigawa. Uh, he's a Southern California kid, grew up in Chino's. Very and played at Pepperdine. Well, he's very comfortable with Kikuya fairways. Uh, he's a rookie this year on the PGA Tour. Got his, his card through the Warnberry last year, and just a stud. I mean, he won. I think he swept all three major awards, like the Nicholas Award, the Hogan Award, whatever. As the best player in college golf, he kind of went under the radar because his senior season was cut short by COVID. But he was the best player in college a couple of years ago. He's continued his ascent. One year, you know, a little bit of time on the Corn Ferry Tour. Now he's on the PGA Tour. He's had some solid finishes already this year, really comfortable in California, and he's a kid who has just won at every level. And I, I, always, I always love those guys because, you know, it's definitely a different beast winning on the PGA Tour, but guys who have won at every level, they, they clearly know what to do uh, when they get nervous. So I might, I might sprinkle a few dollars on Sahit. Uh, i got to get better at pronouncing his name. But I like his chances this week as a, as a super long shot. Dan, you threw out that name. I'm still trying to get down Akshay Bhatia here. So uh, <laughs> now it's even yeah. more complicated with that name that uh, you just threw out there. Now, if if you're looking at this course and the layout, obviously this is a very much a big boy course here at the South Course, 7,765 yards, a little bit over 500 yards longer than that North Course that they're going to get in the, one of the first two rounds. But any player you might be looking to fade this week, like you, you might have a guy that's in bad form like Patrick Reed, but he won here last year. So anybody stand out to you that you're willing to take a stand against? Yeah, I think Reed is, is actually a good one. You know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I just remember it being like a historically good short game performance. Like one of the best we've seen as far as short game around the green. Um, and it, it's kind of an atypical Tory victory, right? We think about you got you to ball strike your way around there. Well, he chip and putted his way to the title. Um, Hasn't really been playing well. He's still adjusting to – he's got 
he's no longer an equipment-free agent, which he was for a long time. I mean, definitely since the Masters, and now he's got PXG. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I just don't think he's he's going to get that bump because he won here last year, and that's not – I don't want to say that that's meaningless, but the course is playing very differently. It's not supposed to be kind of cold and, and wet like it was last year. Uh, so I would stay away from, from P. Reed this week. Yeah, I think Patrick Reed has won a few times, at least a couple of times on tour with nothing more than a short game, which certainly is one of the best in the world. I want to say it was the WGC Mexico where he just putted lights out a couple of years ago and really won that tournament with the flat stick. All right, so give us your final four ball, Dan. If you're going to go to the window with four guys to win this thing, who would those four players be to hoist the trophy at Torrey Pines? Well, I'm going to... Not say Rom or any of the top, the top guys because I just don't love the value with those guys. I would say definitely Dino. Uh, I, I gave you guys Stigala, so I got to put my money where my mouth is. Uh, I like DJ at the odds. I saw him at 20 to 1 some places. And I know he hasn't played in a long time, but it's Dustin Johnson, right? And I know that he wasn't great last year, but he's a guy who has been able to flip the switch so quickly, right? Where we've seen no form at all. I think back to the summer of 2020 when he shot like 80 and 78 and in the Midwest there. And then, you know, he shoots 30 under par and wins by 11 a couple weeks later. So anytime you can get Dustin Johnson at somewhere around 20 to one, you know, that, those feel like really good odds. Um, and then one, one more name that I'll give you is, is Sung Jae-in. For no reason other than I saw him hitting balls in the range today and I thought he looked great. Um, <laughs> but other than that, yeah. I would say those uh, those four would be the guys where, uh, where I would I would make my bet. Well, Dan, we're 72 days away from the season's first major championship at Augusta National. The Masters tees off on April 7th. Uh, who are you looking at uh, if you're looking kind of uh, maybe trying to find a guy with value down the board or if you want to go chalk here? Certainly a lot of great players uh, to choose from. Anyone on your radar for Augusta National in April? Yeah, I'll give you two. For, for more chalk, I, I like Justin Thomas's chances. Up until last year, he was kind of steadily getting better in each and every Masters. I think he finished like third or fourth, the one that was in November in 2020. Um, just feels like he's overdue for another major. The guy continues to win. He's probably the most consistent winner over the last five years, him and DJ and Rory on the PGA Tour. Um, but he's only got one major still in that 2017 PGA Championship. They're coming up on five years now. And he's played the course well. I think Bones on the back might, you know, usually I don't think caddies make that big of a difference necessarily, but Bones is a bit of a different case. You know, you have an all-timer on your bag. And, and, and we were talking about this earlier today that Bones said the only person he would come out of retirement for is Justin Thomas. And I think that just hearing that is really going to do some, some wonderful things for JT's confidence. For someone f- further down the board, how about someone who's not even in the field yet? I'll say Thomas Peters. But Thomas Peters won. Thomas Peters won last week in Abu Dhabi, and you know golf fans will remember him from the 2016 Ryder Cup. He went four and one that week as a rookie on a on a European team that got pumped. I, mean, yeah, they, I think they only scored like 11 points. He had four of them. Um, I, he, that win got him to like 38 in the world, and he just has a big game. He hits it a long way. He puts it beautifully. I, I think he's been one of the biggest underachievers, if not the biggest underachiever, uh, in world golf in the last five years. So. If he continues to stay in the top 50 in the world, he will get into the Masters, and I like his chances. He has a game that really should carry over to the big event. So 
Thomas Peters. There's your, uh, there's your long shot for Augusta. Yeah, I think that's a great call, Dan. When he first arrived on the scene, when he was a relative unknown, I think I had him to win the Masters at about 125 to 1, and he ended up finishing fourth that year, if I recall. But yeah. uh, good call. Definitely Thomas Peters has the game for Augusta. Well, thank you so much for joining us, my friend, and once again kicking off the season for us at Torrey Pines. And enjoy the golf down there in beautiful La Jolla, my friend. Thanks, guys. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Dan. All right. That is Dan Rappaport, a staff writer and PGA Tour insider for Golf Digest. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Daniel underscore Rappaport. When we come back, Wes will have his breakdown of the DP World Tour, another big field for the Dubai Desert Classic as we go across the pond right here on Long Shots. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Thank you to Dan Rappaport of Golf Digest for joining us to preview the Farmers Insurance Open. It is time now to go across the pond. The Dubai Desert Classic is on tap for the European Tour or the DP World Tour, as they now call it. Wes, another loaded field this week in the desert. Tell us about the tournament and who caught your eye. Yeah, and speaking of Thomas Peters, who Daniel Rappaport brought yes. up at the end of last segment, uh, went ahead and won the thing at the Dubai Desert Classic. Just only had to shoot a 72 and even par on Sunday to be able to hold off Rafa Cabrera-Bello, sub Shankar Sharma. They finished one back. Uh, Thomas Peters was 40-1 to one to go ahead and win that event. And now Thomas Peters, a guy that Dan Rappaport is right, a little bit of an underachiever. I've been on him a lot and he never just quite gets there for me when I bet him, but he's got two wins in his last three starts. Won the Portugal Masters in November and then, of course, in Abu Dhabi last weekend. 
So you've seen the price cut, obviously, off the win, now down to 25 to 1. Very similar field here in Dubai, especially at the top. Uh, and Rory McElroy, a two time winner of this event, is going to be the favorite at 15 to 2. Looked like he was going to rally. He just barely made the cut on the number, Brady, because I think he lost like four and a half strokes combined for the first two rounds on the greens. So he was an absolute mess putting. And then he completely turned it the opposite way, was rallying on Sunday, and then tough conditions. It was some wind. There were some really tough pins in Abu Dhabi in the final round over at that new Yas Links golf course because that's the first time for that golf course, by the way, in Abu Dhabi. So he ended up falling short. Victor Hovland back for another go around. He was T4 last week in Dubai. He's at 9-1. to Colin Marikawa, his number drifted up ever so slightly up to 11 to 1. He made the cut on the number last week, but he finished T62. Not a guy that's really experienced over there in the Middle East. Maybe looked a little bit out of sorts, I think, in the windy conditions. Terrell Hatton is in this field 18 to 1. He was T6 last week in his defense of the title at Abu Dhabi. Sergio Garcia is going to make his debut this week, 22 to 1. He won this thing back in 2017. Shane Lowry, our best hoped for an outright winner. Abu Dhabi triple bogeyed the first hole. He was actually the overnight betting favorite after 54 holes. He will be in this field at 25 to one. Paul Casey, last year's Dubai winner, also here at 25 to one. We were on Paul Casey last year. Rough go over there in Singapore, though. Kind of a bad start before a respectable weekend. And then you've got some 30 to one guys: Adam Scott, Baron Viesberger, Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, you remember the last time Colin Morikawa said he struggled? Uh, I believe it was the Scottish Open, and mm-hmm. just didn't really seem like he was spot on. All he did the next week was go win the British Open. So maybe uh, similar uh, results for Morikawa here as he spends his second week over in Abu Dhabi. And obviously, like you say, one of the favorites in a very similar field. Indeed, Victor Hovland is stuck around as well. And uh, Victor Hovland really playing some great golf uh, as of late. And I think it'll be interesting to see what Sergio Garcia has cooked up. Right. You know, I mean, it's always been ever since he won the Masters. He hasn't really been the same Sergio, especially in major championships. But he shows up here and there, still won a tournament, uh, you know, on occasion uh, ever since that big breakthrough win at Augusta National. But one of the favorites here in the field, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him play well here as well. So who did you land on for the Dubai Desert Classic? Yeah, we are here at the Emirates Golf Club, the Modulus Golf Course. It's hosted Dubai Desert Classic every year except for 99 and 2000. And this is more of a wide open, typical desert layout versus what we saw in Abu Dhabi where they went to the Lynx set up par 72 74 24 exposed desert layout look wind can play a factor here so it doesn't mean the scoring is always going to be low as we saw in 2020 when Lucas Herbert only won at nine under par, but usually you got to be in the high teens around 20 under par. It has played easier at least in recent years. So who I ended up on, it is very rare that I'm on a chalk for a tournament, but I did play one on Rory McIlroy at 15 to two. Looks like a good spot. He's actually not won on this DP world tour since late 2019. He's got two victories here back in 2009 and 2015. I mentioned what a mess he was on the greens lost losing 4.4, combined in the first two rounds putting and then he gained plus 3.6 over the weekend was seventh off the tee for strokes gained fifth tee to green so you know I think Rory showed his form more on the weekend than he did in the first two rounds where he barely made the cut right on the number so Rory McIlroy 15-2 pair of 30 to one shots uh, one that I was on last week Adam Scott 
Solid T10 at Abu Dhabi, but never really made a move on Sunday. He lost about two and three quarter strokes to the field, combined putting and around the greens. But the approach game was good. He was fifth in the field, 17th off the tee. So we know the ball striking is pretty good. So you're getting Scotty at the same price at about 30 to one. Baron Viesberger, another one at 30 to one. His second round really cost him, or he might have been challenging Thomas Peters for the win here. He lost almost three strokes on approach in his second round en route to a five over, but only Rory McIlroy scored lower on the weekend than Viesberger. And, you know, it took him one round to go ahead and turn around that ball striking. He led the field on Saturday for approach and tee to green. So Bern Viesberger, 30 to one. Eric Von Royen, EVR, 40 to one. Sixth in the field last week for strokes gained off the tee. I do worry a little bit about fatigue because he played both Hawaii events and he played Abu Dhabi. So this is his fourth week in a row. But the form has gotten progressively better. He ended up T12 last week and kind of a recurring theme because I think strokes gained off the tee is really going to matter. It certainly has the last couple of years here. Dean Burmester from South Africa, 45 to one, actually led the field for strokes gained off the tee. Didn't really putt well on that Paspa over in Abu Dhabi, but you're switching to the Bermuda this week. I think he'll really like that switch. Very good track record here in the United Arab Emirates. Seventh in Abu Dhabi in 2017 on his debut over here. Uh, Fourth fourth again and sixth at the DP World Tour Championship, which is uh, which is played at Jeremiah Golf Estates, but it is played in Dubai, so not too far. And he was actually third here in 2020, where he was sixth in GIR. So Dean Birdmaster, 45 to one. A guy that really made a move on Sunday before he doubled the 18. Audrey Arnas, who uh, uh, prepares and trains a lot over here, actually has a home now in Dubai. He was on his way to shooting a 63 before he doubled the 18. That dropped him down to a T20. He has not been out of the top 10 in any DP World Tour event in Dubai, dating back to his third here two years ago. So he was ninth year last year, two top 10s at Jim Mariah Golf Estates at the DP World Tour Championship. So Audrey Arnos, 66-1, and then the bomb this week, showed a little life. Uh, an old uh, name that uh, we once thought was going to be a superstar in this game and then had some injuries and then kind of lost interest in the game, lost his passion. Victor Dubuisson, former mm. Ryder Cupper for the European team, 100-1. to Best finish since 2017 with a T4 last week at Abu Dhabi. Gained strokes in all five categories, off the tee, approach, around the green, on the green putting, and also tee to green. Solid history in the UAE. He's got two top four finishes in Abu Dhabi, a second and third at the DP World Tour Championship that ends that uh, tour season at Jeremiah Golf Estate. So I thought at 100 to 1, very good shot on the Frenchman. Yeah, the Frenchman indeed. The last time I remember seeing him contend was that battle with Jason Day in the World Match Play event. And we really thought this guy was going to come on the scene. But you're right. It's been few and far between since we've seen Victor Dubisson really perform. Uh, We'll see if he can perform well for you here in Dubai and we'll see if we can get West red hot on the European tour again uh, here on long shots you've definitely had some good runs on the European tour so pay attention to those picks when we come back we'll talk about some early thoughts for the first major of the year major implications coming up next on long shots Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Major implications, yes, 72 days away, the first major of the season when they tee it up at Augusta National Golf Club for the Masters on April the 7th, 2022. And, Wes, I already have one Masters bet in pocket. I played Cameron Smith on that Friday night a few weeks back when he was the 36-hole leader at Kapalua. I grabbed the price at 40-1. to I felt he was well on his way to possibly winning that tournament, and I knew that price would be cut. But if he did go on to win, of course, he did go on to win that. Now I'm seeing him roughly at 30 to 1. I've even seen him as low as 25 to 1. So I like the fact that I have 40 to 1 in pocket. And it wasn't just betting Cameron Smith because he was a hot player and going on to win that tournament. He has two top fives and a top 10 in his last four visits to the Masters. He also has a fourth and a sixth place finish at Riviera in the last four years. And we know how Riviera correlates with Augusta as does Kapalua, which, of course, as I mentioned, he went on to win just a few weeks ago. So Cam Smith is who I have in pocket right now to win the Masters at 40-1. to That's the only bet I have made so far. Anybody that you're thinking about uh, or you have made a play on or maybe you've also looked at the market for to win any major in 2022. Well, and and you mentioned Cameron Smith, uh, one of those good finishes. I was aboard a couple years ago that November Masters. Remember when he was 125-1? to Finished second to DJ, who shot 20 under bar. That's about as easy as Augusta National played. And Cameron Smith, look, that would have been a record at at Augusta National had DJ not been 20 under par. So a little bit of a sore spot, spotting him out early before now kind of the word is out on him, but still a good price and a good scoop by you. I'm going to piggyback off our guest Daniel Rappaport in terms of the Masters a little bit. In terms of the chalky guys, I think this might be the time for Justin Thomas, and I'm seeing him like 14, 15 to 1, basically in the markets. He's never won here, but he's progressively gotten better. Actually, probably should have had a better finish than T21 last year. Just kind of had a couple bad holes stretch on Saturday that took him right out of the tournament, but... I think Justin Thomas having Bones McKay on the bag and Dan Rappaport mentioned 
JT was the only guy he was going to come out of retirement for him. I think Bones was happy in TV, working for NBC and working for the Golf Channel. But look, he was with Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson thought he was good enough to keep around for a quarter century. They were 25 years together pretty much for all of Phil's big wins. So obviously, you know, when you're a caddy like that, you pick the player and the player kind of picks you. And Justin Thomas, we know, has the goods. Approach, he's as good as anybody. Him and Marikawa might might be the two best iron players in the world. But just has to keep it a little bit straighter on the tee and maybe work out some of those kinks with the short game. But Justin Thomas at 14-1, to probably for sure going to make my card in terms of a chalky guy. And then, look, just kind of play in the board a little bit. And like you did with Cam Smith, you got in at the right time. And now that price could absolutely shorten and you're seeing it shorten. I think I'm seeing him like 25, 28 to one right now. So, you know, absolutely. That's when you got to do it. And that's with the masters because it's up in the late fall, early winter. You have several months, so you're going to see a lot more volatility in the market than you will like right after the Masters where a lot of books don't have the PGA up. Some do, but they'll put it up, and then you've only got like a three- or four-week span, same between the PGA and the U.S. Open as well. So you see a little less market volatility just because there's not a lot of tournaments and a lot of events in between. Yeah, you mentioned Justin Thomas. Uh, he was one of the chalk players I took last year at the Masters, and you're exactly right. He was looking good. I believe he and Jordan Spieth were like the two betting favorites heading into the weekend, and then Thompson, or Thomas really plummeted while Hideki Matsuyama soared up the leaderboard and, of course, went on to win that. Uh, the real bugaboo for Thomas at Augusta has always been the putting. Mm-hmm. He just can't seem to figure out those greens, obviously lightning quick bent grass greens at Augusta National and that has really been the undoing of Justin Thomas. I don't know if I'll land back on him again because unless he's figured out those greens, it looks like he's just going to continue to come up just short at Augusta, but I can't argue with anything else that you point out there and especially the re, or the, uh, the the marriage between he and Bones Mackay. Bones Mackay as much experience as anybody as a caddy there. Right. And Phil Mickelson not only has three masters to his credit, but Phil Mickelson time and time again, I believe there was a, a time where he had the most top 10 finishes ever at Augusta. So it's mm-hmm. not just the wins. Mickelson has been a machine around that particular golf course. And of course, Bones Mackay on the bag for all those years. All right, let's get to our match play segment. And that's where we go over all of our plays for this week's event. That is the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. And we will start with our colleague, Matt Humans, his plays for the week and the outright market that he landed on or the, t- the shortest shot that he landed on in the outright market is Scotty Scheffler at 25 to 1 big hit in Scotty Scheffler who is still looking for his first PGA Tour victory but is currently the 15th ranked player in the world also at 25 to 1 a guy that has a couple of wins to his credit already in his young career Sam Burns at 25 to 1 made Matt Humans's card as did the youngster Will Zalatoris also looking for his first win on tour Zalatoris checks in at 35 to 1 and then a little deeper down the board Matt went with Ryan Palmer at 90 to 1 and Palmer has a great history at this course in particular. I think it was just last year or the year before that he finished second and he's got a few top 5 finishes. Does Ryan Palmer at Torrey Pines and then his deepest dive Patrick Rogers. Uh, this one's familiar for both you and I, a Stanford Cardinal, of course in the Bay Area and from Indiana. Avon, Indiana, yes. So 125 to 1 on Patrick Rogers who also has some very good course history here at Torrey Pines. And then finally, Matt went with one matchup, uh, one head-to-head 
full tournament matchup here. Scott uh, Xander Shoffley and Justin Thomas, a couple of Matt's favorite players, and he put them up against each other here. He's going to take Xander Shoffley at plus 110 over Justin Thomas. Yeah, and uh, look, there are like three players in the world that are three people in the world that I think bet Xander Schauffele more than anybody. Matt Humans, myself, and our buddy Jeff Sherman over at the <laughs> Superbook. We're always on this guy, and I'm on this guy again this week, 16 to 1. So Matt was surprised I took the bait. So maybe, I don't know if maybe Matt not being on him, and then if he wins, he's like, ah, I should have played Schauffele. And, you know, so maybe hopefully that gets there and we get one home. Schauffele, by the way, number seven in the OWGR. Hard to believe he has not won an official PGA Tour event in over two years, Brady, because we know he did win Olympic gold last summer mm -hmm. in Tokyo, and he was the low scorer for the 2020 Tour Championship, but because of that FedEx Cup kind of funky scoring deal, he didn't win the Tour Championship. That went to Dustin Johnson, so he's trying to get that monkey off his back. No, play, no better place to do it, really, than your hometown. Of course, he is a San Diego State Aztec. Missed the cut in four of his first five starts here but I think he finally has come to terms with Torrey Pines. He was T2 last year. I think that five or six-way tie for second behind Patrick Reed, and then he was T7 in the U.S. Open, so I think maybe he's kind of finally figured it out. This would be a perfect place for him to get off the stride. Yeah, you're exactly right. He really struggled with the home game for many years here at Torrey Pines, but seems to have figured it out the last couple times he teed it up there. Uh, so Xander Shoffley makes your card. Is that the shortest one you have? It is. And uh, the rest of the card for Mr. Reynolds this week at Torrey? Yeah, we'll go. And and look, a lot of these are a little bit shorter this week because more often than not, you see class players win here. If you look at the previous winners, Patrick Reed, Mark Leishman, Justin Rose, Jason Day, John Rahm, Brant Snedeker, Jason Day again. Of course, Tiger Woods, he's won a few times at this course as well, Bubba Watson. So usually you are getting proven players. You do not get many long shots. I think the only really super long shot you had here was 2014 when Scotty Stock Stallions wanted at 250 to one, but so you want to more often than not stick with experienced class players. And I got some trends, by the way, that kind of support that. Uh, 18 of the last 20 winners aged 27 or older, 13 of the last 17 were in the top 33 of the OWGR, 25 of the last 28 winners had four previous career wins, and 18 of the last 20 had played in at least five former uh, or Farmers Insurance open events. So 15 in the last 17 as well had one previous top 10 finish here. So experience matters. But back to the card, I just wanted to give some context for that to kind of give some explanations. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, I went with him mm. at 22 to 1. Now, this is a guy who does not have a good track record here. Missed a couple cuts. Yeah, right? he missed two cuts and two appearances. And actually, and we probably, remember his uh, meltdown at the US. Yeah, Open. exactly. And I think he's got some scar tissue and he's got some scores to settle here because that was the lead on the back nine, Bryson DeChambeau, as I was sweating out my John Rahm future. I think you were as well. Uh, but look, no one's better off the tee. He's one of the better poters on Poa Anwa, really. So you would think this would be a great course for him, but it really hasn't been. And he hasn't contended for victory since late August, where he lost that six-hole playoff at the BMW to Patrick Cantlay. Wasn't really active in the fall, so he's drifted up a little bit in price. And this is one of those things, sometimes I play the market, Brady. It's like when he gets to 20 to 1 or north of 20 to 1, and Thomas certainly fits that, or Rory McIlroy would certainly fit that. When you get an elite player that drifts up a little bit that high, that's when I think you want to come in he withdrew from the Sony a couple weeks ago because he had that soreness in his wrist, but I think he's healthy. 
I think he's got a score to settle here. I would expect Bryson to play well. And then uh, going back to what Dan Rappaport said, this guy's been a very popular pick this week. Tony Finau, where mm-hmm. he be now? He be now on my card this week, and for good reason. Finishes the last five years at Torrey Pines. Four, six, 13, six, and second. Played well on the West Coast swing last year. Remember, he was fourth at the Amex. He was runner-up here, part of that five-way tie for second at Torrey Pines, and also was runner-up at Riviera. And one of the things I like, I read some quotes from him, some previous quotes about this event. He plays a natural fade off the tee, Mm -hmm. which is the perfect setup here at Torrey Pines, especially on this south course, which is just a little under 7,800 yards. We know Big Tony can get it out there with the best of them. So I think length is going to matter. I like Tony's chances here, even though he he has not been what I would call in the greatest form ever since he got that monkey off his back at the Northern Trust and the FedEx Cup playoffs. Soon JM, 33 to 1. Also, Dan and I, did, Dan Rappaport, our guest, and I did not compare notes, by the way, but <laughs> we ended up on a couple of the same ones. Sunjay has made the cut here on all four appearances. If you look at maybe some other correlated courses here to Torrey Pines, there's a little bit of correlation, I think, with Bay Hill, mm-hmm. where he's won before, and to Augusta National, where he finished uh, runner-up a couple years ago. So Sunjay M, 33-1. to 1. Then we'll get to the three longer-odd guys. Max Homa, 70-1, to 1, California kid. He's got victories on correlated courses like Quail Hollow. Mm-hmm. I think Quail Hollow, there's a lot of uh, crossover between that and Torrey Pines. The two Golden State courses, winner at River. Riviera a couple years ago, winner at Silverado this last fall at the Ford Net Championship. Really good putter on POA. Pretty good record here in terms of his last two finishes. Was ninth in 2020, 18th last year. I thought 70 to 1 was fair on Max Homa. And then we close out with two former winners here that have not won in a long time, but I think experience, if that theory is true, it's going to matter here. Justin Rose, 80 to 1, won here three years ago. Two other top 10s in three of his last four trips to Torrey Pines. Closed pretty strongly over the weekend I thought in Palm Springs at the Amex 67 69 Justin Rose 80 to 1 and then other than Tiger Woods there probably has not been more of a horse for course at Torrey Pines more so than Brant Snedeker, yeah. who has not won since August 2018. And you kind of feel like maybe the star is waning a little bit now that he's a little bit north of 40 years old. But we've seen over the last couple of years where Stuart Sink has kind of Stuart Sink has kind of said bollocks to that, you know, winning on the PJ Tour at 48 and 49 years old. So I think that gives some of these guys hopes when they haven't won in a while. It's like, hey, you know, just because I'm in my 40s, I can't win, you know, that doesn't mean I can't win anymore, but two-time winner here at Torrey Pines. Finished third here as recently as two years ago. 14th last week at the Amex, but he was fifth for strokes gained off the tee. Led the field in driving accuracy. Length matters, but accuracy still kind of matters here as well. You mentioned it at the top. Very narrow fairways. I think they're like the third narrowest on tour, about 26 yards wide. So you want to get it in the fairway. You want to be long, but you got to be in play here. So that's something to very much consider with three of the four rounds on the south course. Yeah, I like the card. And you talk about uh, Quail Hollow, where they hold the Wells Fargo Championship. I use that as a correlated course, too. I think total driving is very important at Quail Hollow and also here at Torrey Pines. Hit it long and straight. Big boy, tough golf course. And Dan Rappaport kind of alluded to that as well. Beth Page Black. Some of these big beast golf courses 
courses, you can kind of find correlation with all of them. I also looked at TPC Harding Park, where they played the PGA Championship in 2020. Again, another long California coastal course uh, that I think matches up well with Torrey Pines. Okay, my plays in the outright market. Uh, Matt Humans and I landed on the same guy here, a couple of the same guys. I took Scotty Scheffler at 27 to 1. I mentioned I look at total driving this week, hit it long and straight. Well, Scotty Scheffler was second only to John Rahm in total driving last season. This guy absolutely stripes it straight and long. He was seventh at the U.S. Open last year, also fourth at the PGA Championship at Harding Park. And again, I just think this type of long, difficult golf course really favors the game for Scotty Scheffler. So I took a shot with him. That was my shortest shot. Will Zalatoris, I grabbed him at 33 to 1. Another player that plays extremely well at difficult golf courses. He's getting a lot of support this week, too, because that has absolutely been hit. I thought I saw in like the mid 40s or something on him, but he's been very popular and he was also in contention last year with maybe his first event. His first PGA Tour win is going to be a biggie, but uh, Zalatoris, uh, T6 last week, by the way, at the Amex, so at least the form coming in is pretty good. Yeah, I think he popped on everybody's radar with that performance last week at the American Express, but you look at how he's done at big, tough, difficult golf courses, seventh here last year at the Farmers, had a top 10 finish at winged foot. He was second last year at Augusta National for the Masters, had a top 10 at the PGA at Kiowa. He's long off the tee, a tremendous ball striker. You mentioned Colin Morikawa and Justin Thomas. Zalatoris might be the third best iron player in the world. He hits a lot of greens, and one of the reasons I landed on him, Wes, we talk about this Poana putting surface, and it can really separate the men from the boys because there's some guys that just do not do well on it. They don't like it, and other guys, typically from West Coast locations that grew up in California or what have you, they're more familiar with this surface, and we think of Will Zalatoris as a Texan. That's where he resides now, but he grew up in San Francisco, so this is a California kid that I think uh, should be very familiar with this putting surface. Yeah, don't be confused with the fact that his doppelganger looks like the caddy and happy Gilmore <laughs> for Adam Sandler at the Waterbury Open. Uh, he's very thin and very small, but he hits it a long way. He sure does, like Justin Thomas. Uh, I am also on Justin Rose, 80-1, to 1, and this is yet another guy who has had success at big, long golf courses. And, of course, you mentioned he's a past winner here at Torrey Pines. He calls it one of his favorite courses in the world. And you mentioned about what he did at the American Express last week. I think he showed that his form is not too bad. Justin Rose did not have a good year last year, but maybe he has turned it around. He finished 33rd at the American Express, and it was really just one bad round that was his undoing. He had three rounds carded in the 60s. Uh, Aaron Wise, a local Las Vegas resident, 80-1, to great in total driving, great on approach, also has a ninth, an 18th, and a second at Quail Hollow for the Wells Fargo. So we talk about the correlation there, and I think it goes to show you that total driving is important because Aaron Wise does that part of his game very well. Uh, Not a bad scrambler, but he's going to have to come up with a hot putter if he is going to contend this week. And I think if he does, he absolutely should be in the mix. Uh, Alex Noren at 100 to 1. The putter is not a problem for Alex Noren. The short game is tremendous. He lost in a playoff here to Jason Day at Torrey Pines a handful of years ago. Also has a 31st at the Wells Fargo and was 22nd at Harding Park for the 2020 PGA. I think if he can drive the ball well, the short game I don't think is going to go away ever for Alex Noren. If he can drive the ball well, I thought 100-1 to 1 was
was worth a shot, and I think you can find an even bigger price on him uh, yeah, as of late. He he actually hit some of my models here in terms of like the uh, the strokes gained putting, strokes gained around the green. He is very good on these surfaces. Yeah, and that is going. You know, we talk about what a big boy golf course this is, and just a mammoth at over seventy seven hundred yards. But a lot of it is going to come down to scrambling and short game this week. And Alex Norin has every bit of that. Uh, my final play in the outright market, uh, a UNLV Rebel and uh, San Diego native Charlie Hoffman at 135 to 1. And there are still some triple-digit prices available out there on Hoffman. But I did see him get chopped to as low as 77 to 1. So somebody out there agreeing with me on Charlie Hoffman. I mentioned a San Diego native. He's played this course a thousand times and, and literally maybe a thousand times. Uh, he has three top 10 finishes at the Farmers. He was 59th last season in total driving, 16th in strokes gained approach, 47th in scrambling, and he was 87th in putting inside of 10 feet. And that's a stat I really like to look at at Poana Greens, West putting inside of 10 feet because those are crucial putts. And when you have this bumpy Poana surface, you got to have guys that know how to hold it from inside of 10 feet. So when we get to like Riviera, Pebble Beach, Torrey Pines, I really like to look at that metric. How good are guys putting inside of 10 feet? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, uh, Poa Green, some guys take to him and some guys don't. I often think it kind of evens the field out because sometimes these Poa Greens, especially at Torrey Pines, now we saw it more defined at the U.S. Open. These things can get a little bumpy. These aren't like smooth greens where you're like putting on carpet. So it takes a little bit of time to get used to these. So that's why you see sometimes West Coast players have an advantage. And your guy, Brant Snedeker, talks about it. He has a pretty aggressive putting stroke, that little pop stroke that he does. He does not really die the ball in the hole. He likes to take in a pretty, pretty aggressive line, and he says that really uh, helps him on Poana because it takes some of the bumps out of there, and he just goes right after it. Uh, Brant Snedeker, one of the best putters in the world on Poana Greens. And then two head-to-head matchups, full tournament head-to-head matchups. I took Scotty Scheffler at plus 105 over your guy, Sunjay M, and then I took Justin Rose minus 115 over Christian Bezadenhut. Yeah, I actually went against Bezayden Hood on a matchup, but it was with Maverick McNeely, who kind of profiled very well here in terms of like the strokes gain off the tee, the putting. I laid 150 over the South African Bezayden Hood, who's a really good putter, but now on the PGA Tour, kind of, a, a, I guess, his rookie year. It's probably unfair to call him a tour rookie. But this is his first time kind of playing a lot of these events over here stateside. So it takes, you know, maybe a go through to kind of get used to these. So I went against uh, the South African as well. And then my other matchup was Bryson DeChambeau minus 110 over Sam Burns. All right. Very good. Thank you for joining us to kick off the season four of Long Shots right here on VSIN, the world's number one rated golf betting show. Thank you to Wes Reynolds. Thank you to Matt Humans, Ben Wilson, and our technical crew. Enjoy Tory Pines, everybody. The play. Players you know are going to hit some long shots. Hopefully we do too.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.